Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just a call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to saveonpi.com. That's saveonpie.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, it's about the money. Show me the money! You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Here we go. It is time for hour number two of the Sports Hangover. Tom Graffinini will join us live and Sacramento, big night for the Pelicans. Big night for the Pelicans as they look to clinch a spot in the play-in game. We got a ton of news. We've been talking our number one about the Saints trading with the Eagles to get picks 16 and 19 in the first round. We'll talk about that. The free agent signings. Tyron Matthew in the Saints building, not just chatting with them. There is photographic evidence. He's in the parking lot. He was there. Jordan, the intern, have you gone over there yourself to, to make sure that he's still in there? Uh, I don't know. That would that that'd be a lot of gas, and gas isn't cheap yeah, right now. You know what? That's unbelievable. You, you would you wouldn't be there just to break maybe him coming out with like a, a thumbs up. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> be there uh, for sure. <laughs> maybe wearing Saints gloves, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll chat about that obviously today, and and coming up uh over the next couple of segments here as well. Mike Triple's going to join us at two fifteen, and, and kind of talk a little bit more about this and the signings and how all this is going to go. Also, some Pelicans news when it comes to Zion's dad being on Jordy Collada show. We'll touch on that. And then the big news in the world of golf and just in the world of sports, Jordan, as this happened earlier this morning. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play as of right now. Um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, my recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been the, the the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the par three course. Charlie couldn't help himself, um, so was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it. But it's the recovery. You know how how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. As of now, Thursday, 10.34 a.m. It's the scheduled tee time for Tiger Woods. Jordan, I'm, uh, I'm paying attention. I mean, I, I can't wait. I think it, it, it's fantastic for golf. It's fantastic for sports, isn't it? I mean, it could potentially be the last time we see I mean, Tiger in one of these. So, I mean... I'm going to be paying attention. All right. And then earlier today, over on the Jordy Collada show, um, Zion's Williamson's dad, Lee Anderson, um, spoke and addressed a couple of different things, Jordan. First and foremost, he addressed the fact that um, he thought he, he was he was asked if he thought that he was going to play. And this is what he had to say. 
on whether or not he part of the medical team. Play. But do do you expect him to play at all this season in, down the stretch and into the playoffs? Uh, do I expect him to play? Um, that's a tough question. Do I expect him to play? Certainly, you know, you know, I expect him to play. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, right. I do. Sure, you know, and if you would ask, if you were to ask Zion, I'm sure he would probably stay the same thing. You know, but you know, um, with just a couple of games left, but with the magnitude of what's going on right now in the city of New Orleans and the opportunity to qualify, you know, for the playing game and then possibly get into, you know, a, a, a seven game series. And that would be off the chart in the city of New Orleans to get it. Here's the other thing too, Jordan, that he added in that interview as well that I thought was real interesting is he went into sort of detail and he was asked about, you know, the, does he want to be here or anything of that nature? As a matter of fact, Antonio Daniels retweeted the quote and, and gave props to Jordy for getting this interview and this out of him specifically. Quote, discount anything from anyone that says Zion hasn't embraced the city. That's false. There has been a lot of speculation, a lot of talk of Zion not wanting to be a part of the fabric of NOLA. For the life of me, I have no idea where that came from. That's Lee Anderson, Zion's dad. Jordan, I'm just going to say it like this. Whether that's how they feel now, whether it's how it's always felt, whether they've never felt that, whether he's lying through his teeth. On April 5th, that's what his dad is saying. I'll take it if I'm a Pels fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it too. I mean, it clears up a, a lot of stuff. That it's what you and I have said. You could have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Well, bottom line, I'm taking it. Because I also listened to more of the interview, and he was talking about, I guess there has been some frustration because you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, that's kind of what he said, and um, looking where they're at, you know, just three years, three different head coaches, and um, Lee Anderson also kind of mentioned on the Jordy Collada show that uh, this was uh, out of the park, you know, basically home run, uh, the Willie Green hire. So having him come in and, you know, hearing that from Lee Anderson and saying – the coaching hire was a, you know, kind of one of the a big key factors and, you know, just everybody being happy within the organization. Yeah. Uh, it clears up a lot of air. The only, I guess the only problem is, is like what took so long. And while it is a family member and it's coming right from, you know, his, fa- his family team, like you said, if it's not from yeah. his Zion's little brother, Noah himself, Zion's mom or Zion, then it's not in the inner bubble or it's, it's, it's fake news. No. So, and, and here's the other aspect of it, Jordan, that I take away out of all of this too. And it's why I said, even though you don't want to discount my, my bubbles, the monkey thing here. Look, we all, we've all said this being on the bench, being a part of that. Like you can't, you can't not feel the importance the level of what that win meant Friday in L.A., the win against the Bulls when they were here, since he's been back and been on the bench, you can't tell me that doesn't get into you. That can't. Yeah, you can't tell me that that's not said. making him want to go, I can't wait to play with these guys, this team. You, you can't tell me because then it's what I've always said about all of this, whether it's Screaming A or anybody else in the national media. It's at then what point – are you not saying, well, then it's not about basketball for him? You understand what I'm saying? If right. the coach is getting the job done, if the locker room and the team is one that has bought in and play for one another, that's one of the hardest things to do is to want to play for one another, not have jealousy, not not have any of that. To then have, okay, well, do you have the right pieces? And you see me doing the air quotes here, doing our Zoom call here. But I'm like, you understand what I'm saying? The right pieces. Well, you got a guy in BI that's a Hall of Fame, I mean, Hall of Fame, uh, all-star caliber player. You got CJ McCollum, who's legit. I mean, that guy is a closer. The guy didn't get upset, you know, get nervous. He's a calming veteran force. Oh, by the way, the president of the Players Association. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy that... Has embraced the city. Larry Nance is coming. Like you're, you're doing all. You got everything around you. So, you know what? And as I said, yeah, you have a, a minority head coach that's been given this opportunity. Like all I've been saying is, at what point is it disrespectful that you don't even give it a try for one year? 
You sign well, you sign the extension. It, you get your money guaranteed. You see what happens next year. I've said this weeks ago. Why can't this team, if he's healthy, and plays sixty of the eighty-two games, where they're not Memphis next year? Why can't they take the leap? to be above a play-in spot. I, I absolutely think they're capable of doing that. If he plays two-thirds of a season and he's healthy and he improves his game during the summer and he gets to play with these guys, like, they're a better team. So sign the contract extension, smile. It's guaranteed if you get hurt again. It's guaranteed you ain't got to worry about it. You got your money. And then in a year or two, like I said, if it doesn't work, I'm about to buy the flight simulator game from Microsoft for my Xbox. I will fly Jeez. you to New York in two years if you're unhappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Kind of like your quarterback argument. <laughs> no, don't, don't even start there. But yeah. if anyone is listening and hasn't listened to it yet, make sure you go check it out. Yeah, go check go it out. on YouTube. They have the full thing. I mean, there's much more, you know, uh, more detail than what we're giving you right now because it's just kind of on the fly. But, uh, Everything sounds like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of confusion in the air. And I feel like it could have been cleared up a lot sooner just from my initial take, mm-hmm. um, after hearing it. And, um, I guess the only problem that I really have with it, cause it does clear up a bunch of stuff, um, that people were confused about, but it just also weird. Why hasn't, you know, Zion come out and just said it himself? I know it's coming from within the family, but at the same time, I want to hear it from him. And I think that would make everybody feel even better than they do right now, even though it's a, a huge step in the in the right direction, um, just for the communication um, aspect of things. Jordan, be safe. Uh, no, is it raining over there? Is that what that is? A little weather over there? It's a little dark over here. We're good. No, no rain just yet. But yeah, it was very dark this morning. Kind of cleaning up a little. It's bit, April fifth, sir. Do we uh, do we have a date yet? When is the uh, your last day of school? I'm worse than May. I got to figure that out still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how... You're in the trenches, bro. It's the fourth quarter. I mean, it's the fourth quarter. You got like a month in the week. I mean, I just can't. I, I think I can't you're drop done. Like, I can't it's got to be the second week of May. You got to be done by like the fifth or seventh or something. I'm up twenty-eight to three right now, Gus. Oh no! Don't say no, no, don't. I, I can't. No, I can't, I can't fumble the no. bag. No, oh, no, no, no. You don't want to be up twenty-eight to three. That means you're going to summer school and you got to repeat. No, we're we're crossing the goal line. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. Yeah. We're going to win. I just need a date, though, so I can start promoting it as to, uh, you know, when we can come out there and give you the old Roger Goodell treatment when you go up and get the diploma. I need a date. At the very least, we got to plan a graduation party. Do I have to plan a graduation party? Oh, my goodness. Are you not happy you're graduating? I thought people Well, that's what I just said. Give me a date so we can plan a graduation party. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure to do that. Oh, not now you will. <laughs> now when it comes to celebrating you, now we can find a date for doing it. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you later. Have a great show. There he goes. 800-998-1003. Jordan, the intern. Got plenty to get into still. We'll take a break. We'll bring in the graph. He is live in Sacramento. We'll go through all the different scenarios. It's simple. The, the It's here. Just wait, wait. I'm telling you what the question of the day tomorrow is going to be. What are we sending to L.A.? You know, like when there's a funeral or a passing, unfortunately. Sometimes the grieving party will ask you in lieu of flowers to either donate or to send this to something. We're, we're gonna, we gotta, gotta get prepared. The Lakers are, uh, they're on that deathbed. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. You're home for Pelicans basketball. There's been a lot of big talk on the radio. Lori and I always look at each other and smile when we hear all the big talk in those ads. You've heard me say that Ramsey's gives you diamond choices that no one else can give you. It's not that those other stores won't give you those choices. They just can't. We didn't become the largest diamond store in Louisiana by accident. We became the largest because we give you better diamonds. And better prices. 
but talk is cheap. So here's a real-world example of a better diamond at a better price. Ramsey's will sell you a two-carat diamond. That's a big diamond. For just $6,495. $6,495, two carats. You can choose between a two-carat diamond from a diamond mine. Or a two-carat created diamond. Compare them side by side, then make your choice. They're both two-carat diamonds. And they're both $64.95. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, the largest diamond store in Louisiana, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Houma, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Going to get it in to Augustine. Back to Monk, left wing. Switches to the right hand. Hook pass to LeBron. Shot fake. Two seconds, one second. Triple pump. Free ball. No good. There you go. No good. There you go. Handle your business, Pelicans. The game is over. This one belongs to the Pelicans. They turned the lights out on us at shoot-around, and we might have just turned the lights out on the Lakers' season. It's not done just yet, the graph, but I'm going to have to, uh, you know, maybe start preparing for those services. I hear the whistles in the background. I'm assuming that means you're at shoot-around, and I'm assuming you have lights today. That is correct, Gus. I actually tweeted that about 15 minutes ago. I can confirm that the lights are on at Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. Hashtag thank you, Sacramento. Hashtag it's the little things. Well, it is. I mean, you know, you can't, can't expect to have You know what? I'm going back to it. How big a win was that, dude? Look, here it is. Here's the inbound. He's on the left wing. He pump fakes. He pump fakes twice. You know, I thought it was incredible defense by Herb not to foul. Larry Nance with his size not to foul. Then he misses it. And I'm like, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I every other word from about the four minute mark in was the f word. I was just effing this. I mean, just I was every, I was so into that game, dude. Um, what was it like to call it? It, it was pretty cool. You know, I am going to be a little hard on myself uh, for the last call. I, from my angle, and I'm not giving any excuses here. I, I knew it was no good. I just did not know it was an air ball. I was literally behind. LeBron when he shot it so I couldn't tell if it hit the rim or not because I would have really jazzed it up if I would have you know thought it was an air ball I just I knew it was no good that was the key but you know how big a win that was uh, did you see Willie Green's reaction walking mm-hmm. off the floor yeah that that's how big of a win it was. that that man shows no emotion I mean he is a statue for the most part and, I mean, he's yelling, let's go, fist pumping, walking off the floor. He knew how big it was. We all knew how big it was. and It was, it was just a great night. Now, you know, two nights later, the Clippers basically, as John DeShazer said, they were just on one. I mean, they couldn't miss. And when you're playing a team that is that locked in and mm-hmm. you think about what the Clippers did, I mean, the Clippers made 23 threes two nights prior to that. The Clippers made 44 threes in two games. I mean, you know, they're they're starting to click at the right time. But, you know, other than that, you, you've got, again, you control your own destiny tonight. You win and you're in. Sure. The Lakers-Phoenix game is, at, is a half hour after our game starts tonight. So we're really not going to know what's going on uh, as far as what's going on in Phoenix. So you got to handle your business tonight. No doubt about it. Look, uh, that was the thing that – 
even Coach Green talked about back on Sunday. Look, first off, and you, you'd agree with me on this. I mean, you've called, I don't know, gazillion games, dude, between baseball, basketball, football. When a team starts eight for eight from three pointer and Paul George is just throwing it up in the air and it's going in from deep, it, it, you chalked it up to what, Todd? Just one of those games. Is that not, it's not no, normal? No, 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 it's not. Now, again, when you, and the thing about it is, and I actually looked this up yesterday because the Pelicans really most of the year, and I actually asked Willie Green about this prior to the Clipper games. It has been remarkable. If you think about it, the amount of wins the Pelicans have had this year making single-digit threes, for the most part, they are outscored each and every night from the three-point line. And when you make seven threes and the other team makes 21, it's pretty darn impossible to win a basketball game, and it doesn't matter what level it is. And that's what happened the other night. The Pels are 9-18 and this year making single-digit threes. Now, most of those wins have come in the last couple of months. And when you're winning games and not making shots from beyond the arc, you're A, getting it inside, and B, getting to the free-throw line with regularity. And if you think about the Portland game, Gus, at the beginning of this road trip, which seems like a month ago, I mean, we've been gone for a week now, um, you know, the Pelicans did not shoot well at all in that game, but got to the free throw line 39 times and made 31 of those 39 free throws. So that's how you can make up those points. But again, it's just, it's difficult. It's difficult to win games when you're making single digit threes. And, you know, hopefully that's going to come around, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens tonight. You know, this is a Sacramento team, Gus, that, got eliminated from the playoffs on Sunday night. They were eliminated. Golden State came in here and pretty much handled their business. Sure. Um, that's 16 straight years now that the Kings have missed the playoffs. Now, I don't hear anybody talking about moving Sacramento sure to again. another yeah. city. Um, again, that's a different story for a different time. I'm not bitter. But, you know, that's, that's the second longest streak in sports mm-hmm. uh, behind – the Seattle Mariners, who have not made the playoffs since 2003, I want to say. So, you know, they're eliminated. You hope that they play like it tonight. However, this is not the type of team that we saw in Portland. Portland was basically a bunch of rookies and a couple of vets trying to play for next year. Sacramento's got a bunch of veterans that, that have been in the league for a long time. Now, De'Aaron Fox is not playing tonight. Demontis Sabonis is not playing tonight. That's very key because right. uh, you know how Fox plays against the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, he owns it. Likewise, Demontis Sabonis. I was going to say but, when you just said that name, I, I had like a, a bad flashback. Of, I, I always you should. Hear <laughs> you should. Uh, yeah, Demontis Sabonis is a yeah. walking double double slash triple double against us. But again, he is out um, now. Harrison Barnes has always played well against New Orleans. He's playing tonight. They've got Justin Holiday, rookie Davion Mitchell, Trey Lyles, former San Antonio Spur, and Damian Jones with everybody out tonight. Damian Jones, the uh, the former Scotlandville magnet uh, from Baton Rouge, who was a two-time champion with the Golden State Warriors, he is now starting at center uh, with Rashawn Holmes out for the rest of the year, and he is playing his best basketball in a six-year career. So we'll see what happens tonight. This Again, this is not a Portland situation, even right. though – Sacramento is eliminated. They've got guys that can play and are very established in the league. I would ask you what you would send to the Lakers in lieu of flowers. It doesn't look like LeBron's going to play here today. But, look, uh, overall, when you take a look at what we will likely hopefully see here in the next week or two, I'm excited, man. You know, you, you look at this league, what the Suns can do with the West. Let's see if Golden State gets healthy. The the Mavs have been – Luka looked like he dropped 25 pounds during the season, man. Like, I just saw a game last week. Like, it looks like a different player. They've been playing well. You just saw the Clippers and what they can do. Call Anthony Towns, man. This is kind of the West of what we thought, right? Yeah, and it, it, it's very interesting. I'm looking at the standings right now. And we're thinking about what could happen next week in the in the playing situation. Minnesota, they're not locked into the sevens quite yet, and the Utah Jazz are in a free fall right now. 
Utah and Denver have 32 losses each. So Denver is right now the five, and Utah has dropped all the way to the six, and they're two ahead of Minnesota. So Minnesota still has a lot to play for. They're thinking they can get into the sixth spot and get out of the play-in situation altogether. The Clippers, with that win over the Pelicans, pretty much locked in the eighth. Now, we can technically still actually, right. you, know, you know what? We would have to win all four games, and they would have to lose the rest of their games for the Pelicans to get the eighth. So the Clippers are pretty much locked in the eighth. We're one up on the Spurs. Now, the Spurs, interesting, I saw a tweet last night from DeJounte Murray, who did not play in those two games against Portland, which they won easily. They had one of those two two-for-one trips. Portland came in and lost both. But Murray has not played in two games. He is not, he's not healthy. He is under the weather. It's a non-COVID illness. But Murray's not going to play again tonight. They're in Denver, are the Spurs tonight. And, again, Denver needs that game. The Spurs, obviously, they're trying to hold off the Lakers. The Lakers technically can still catch them, um, but the Spurs have the tiebreak on the Lakers. The Spurs are two up in the loss column on the Lakers. So the, the dirt is not on the coffin quite yet for the Lakers, but if they lose tonight, that should do it. And if they lose tonight, no matter what, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Pels. But if the Lakers lose tonight, the Pelicans are locked into a play-in spot. But, Gus, the goal right now for New Orleans is not only to get into the play-in, but to host that game which would give you the nine seed and you want to host San Antonio because that's the matchup that it's looking like next week after the season ends on Sunday. Now I've been watching and seeing a lot of people talk about their, their road record. So like, would it, does it matter where you would play that game for the Pels and for San Antonio? Uh, I tell you, I was in fans. Look, of course, I want it here. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, are there a better home team it? than road team? Where the Pels have been playing better at home, or they're playing on the road? Like, where? You hear what I'm getting at? No, I do. The Pels have actually played pretty well on the road in the last month and a half. Uh, pretty well indeed. Uh, since February 1st, I want to say, yeah, February 1st, the Pels have lost four games, with one of those coming the other night, and the other one in Denver, the other one was in Memphis and Charlotte. Those are the four losses. So, again, Gus, when you can think of those losses off the top of your head, that's a pretty good thing, uh, what the Pels are doing on the road. However, and I mentioned this before, even though we just demolished San Antonio the last time we were in that building, the Pelicans historically have been horrible at the AT&T Center. We are 6-29 and lifetime in that building. Yeah. 6-29. and So where would you want to play? <laughs> you know, plus you don't have to get on a plane and go there. I mean, I know it's a short trip. No, I so agree. It, yeah. I mean, you would absolutely rather be at home. You know, the city, I think, is really bought into this Pelicans team. And I think it would be an unreal environment next week if uh, if it would happen that way if the Pels hosted the Spurs. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't want to think about what the Lakers are doing with Phoenix. Let's do it tonight and not worry about having to get on a plane and flying home tomorrow and then saying, all right, we got to beat Portland, blah, blah. Just take care of your business tonight and we'll have a happy plane ride home tomorrow. And then you got three games left in the regular season. I love that. Uh, again, this will be my question of the day tomorrow. Again, assuming Phoenix takes care of its business, as we like to say <laughs> around these parts. And, uh, tomorrow we're, you know, officially declaring somebody, uh, muerte, uh, Ricky tweeting us. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, send them Looney Tunes T-shirts. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be fun. I mean, just... and, uh, sh- yeah, shout out to Alex Restrepo, who is obviously living rent-free in Anthony Davis's. Head. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, man. You're talking about yep. the Pelican social social media. media. Yeah, exactly. My goodness, think about that. Gracious. Think about that. A gazillionaire who's won an NBA championship, is bothered by the bio line of the Pelicans just simply saying that they beat the Lakers. Like, it wasn't even towards AD. It was just that they beat the Lakers. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it was true. I, I saw it myself. I mean, they heard the last call. <laughs>
I just, again, I wish I would have just really known clearly it was an error. No, it was a good call. It was a good call. I know, but still, it was I'm, a just, good I'm call. being hard on myself. But right, I well, let me ask really you this. Right, here it is. Since I you do, got really the call. I got like 30 really seconds good. left, and I'm going to talk to the Sacramento play-by-play uh, about their thing. But uh, how surpri- were you more surprised um, on Ingram's floater, LeBron's miss, or this? Ingram drives in. Kick it out to McCollum. Extra pass. Jonas up top for three. Tie game. Wow, what a shot by Valanciunas. <laughs> what, what was Josh, more surprising? Because there was no one around him when he shot Josh, it. Josh, I said after the game, again, we were down three at that point. Yeah. And then he made two massive free throws. I mean massive free throws about a minute later to give us the lead again. If you had Jonas Valanciunas, making the most clutch three of the night on your bingo card, well then, you know, God bless, because nobody had that one. That was the biggest shot of the night. Jonas Valanciunas making a three. Is it Draper or Drapper before I butcher it on the air before? Draper. And right. he does, he's, he's TV. Gary Gerald does radio. Sounds good. Kyle Draper next. That's Todd Graffinini, voice of your Pelicans. You can catch it tonight. 9 o'clock is the tip time. 8.30 is the pregame. Thank you, Graff. Have a good call. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, Mr. Draper next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft couplings, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Solario Brothers before the season. That's Solario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at alariobros.com. Shrimp boats is a coming, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a coming, there's dancing tonight. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengal. All right, welcome back. Sports Hangover. Got Mr. Kyle Draper at Kyle Draper TV. It's a way to follow over on Twitter for a few minutes. And first, I will start off by thanking you on behalf of all the Pelicans fans and the team itself. We just had the graph on live at Shoot Around. Thank you for providing lights for the team that has Shoot Around today. <laughs> <laughs> a little better hospitality hey, man, we, than we, the league. We got to do whatever we can to get a win, man. You know, it's like the old Boston Garden out here. No heat, no cold water in the visiting locker room. That's how it is out here now. We need a win. Man, what's the season been like for you guys? Man, it's been rough. You know, it, it, it's been a season of of disappointment. It's been a season of not living up to expectations. You know, when we came into this season, right. I said there's no reason why the Kings uh, shouldn't be in the play-in tournament. I, I looked at the landscape of the NBA. I, I looked at, like, Portland, for instance. I thought, uh, you know, the changes they made, they wouldn't be as good, and, and obviously they've had some injuries, but that's proven to be the case. I didn't think a team like Minnesota would right. take this leap either. And so I, I thought the Kings would be in the mix. But, you know, it, 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 
the way they're playing now, and they're playing much better since the trade deadline, if they would have played like that in October, November, December, you know, we could have been in the mix. And, and so that's why I say it's a season of disappointment, uh, not living up to expectations. Uh, I, I would argue that this season is more disappointing than last season. Last season was my first with the Kings. And, you know, I didn't expect much. We had a G League roster. You know, we probably only had like six or seven NBA players. But this year, when you look at the roster, when you look at the names on the paper, mm-hmm. there's no reason that this team should have 50 uh, losses at this stage of the season right now. I mean, it, 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 I, I'm not going to lie, man. It's disappointing. Is that where I guess this is at for the final four games of the season? Who wants to be here type stuff, right? Because you got to start thinking of what that roster is going to be like next year. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think it's time where Alvin Gentry, the interim coach, takes a look at some of the people that they've brought in in, in trades, like Josh Jackson, uh, for instance. We didn't see a whole lot of him, you know, the first month or so after the trade, but he's getting some minutes as of late. Jeremy Lamb, the same thing. And so I, I think this is an evaluation week for the Kings. Uh, I think they know their core of De'Aaron Fox, the bonus, and we could throw Davion Mitchell. But then you got some young guys and some guys that you're not necessarily sure about. Like, for instance, the guy you'll see tonight, you know, and, and Damian Jones, he's mm-hmm. set to be a free agent. He's made the most of his opportunities. And so this is sort of like his audition, and he's done fantastic. So I fully expect him to bring him back. But but you're right. I, I think these last three or four games, you know, it, it's an evaluation. All right, who's going to be a part of this and who's not? You know, it's crazy. Obviously, the, the trade with C.J. McCollum was something that Pels fans wanted. You've seen the impact that he's been able to have on Brandon Ingram and eventually, hopefully, on Zion. Not just on it, but off the court there as well. And also, you look at the, the, the players that came along with them, whether it's Tony Snell or, you know, Larry Nance Jr. and things of that nature. It, it's so important a lot of times, Kyle, that I feel that big, splashy signings and moves with players, obviously, those are the headline getters, but it's the ancillary pieces that make a team win or, or, or have provide that locker room and an environment. You mentioned interim coach. So I guess it's what, coach? And then what kind of players do you think the Kings need to build around guys like Fox? Well, I think, you know, let me address what you guys have going on. Mm-hmm. You know, give Trajan Langdon and Dan uh, Griffin, you know, tons of credit. I mean, think about it. You know, you, you lose Anthony Davis and you start to build and you start to add pieces. You know, Zion goes down, Alonzo Ball leaves, but you, you, you sort of, you know, build, rebuild on the fly. And one thing you guys have been able to do, I think, is bring in professionals. You know, bring in, you know, guys that have been Good in the point. league, whether it's CJ, like you said, or, you know, Larry Nance, guys that, that have played at a high level and, and bring a sort of professionalism uh, on the floor and to their craft. You know, as far as the Kings uh, go, I, I think what Monty McNair and their staff, Wes Wilcox, and all those guys are trying to do is bringing guys that, that want to fight. Uh, you know, I, I've talked with, you know, some of the front office, and, you know, we're all in agreement. You know, we may take a less talented guy if I know he's going to mm-hmm. give it his all for four full 48 minutes for an entire season. And, and if you look at the moves they've made recently, whether it's uh, drafting a guy like Davion Mitchell, you know, who, who's a gym rat, who's a guy that wants to improve, lives and breathes basketball, you know, making a trade, bringing a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, sort of just cut from the same cloth, guys that, you know, are going to give you 48 minutes of hell defensively. And, and I think that's what they're trying to accomplish, to, to get players at, you know, all five positions in the bench that, you know, the shots may not fall on any given night, but the effort is going to be there every single night. In terms of what they need, X's and O's, I think they need more shooting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would be nice to get a, another wing score. I think everybody in the league would love to have a plethora uh, of wing scores and mm-hmm. shooters, you know. But So the Kings are no different in that. But, you know, they're starting to get some pieces. Uh, I, I think with Fox and Sabonis, I think DiVincenzo uh, will be back. you got Davion. You know, you're starting to see some pieces here. And I think this is a critical offseason for Sacramento, whether it's addressing the coaching situation, the draft, or going out there and making some sort of trade or, or some activity in free agency. Kyle Draper at Kyle Draper TV is the way to follow him over on Twitter. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, fellas. Good luck tonight. Uh, I'll see you later. Thanks so yeah, much. For sure. Appreciate it. So that game coming up at 9 o'clock. And, again, you sort of heard it from both perspectives there, and I think that's the thing that's interesting is – 
you know, there there have been a couple of teams that have been in and around that area, right? That 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 neighborhood per se. I would say the, the non gated community. Um with the Pels and Memphis Liz, Sacramento, you know, teams that OKC really, you know, once they decided to send Chris Paul or do that trade with Phoenix and all that. But you've heard me reference it several times already this season that why can't New Orleans be what Memphis is? Like, why can't it? And especially when you take a look at and think of the players that have built around it, what, 14 of the 15 spots already locked in with contracts next year. Hopefully, if things go the way you would like, Lakers lost, Spurs win today. They continue to lose. That pick lands in the top 10. That's yours. You can add maybe with that or use it for another player or whatever to a team that maybe wants to go in there. Why can't they? Now, it's easy and it's rightfully say, look, one of the reasons Memphis has taken that step and where Memphis is now as a second seed is because Jamorant's been healthier than Zion Williamson. I mean, again, with, normally when you're drafting the first or second player overall, that, that is your hope. Your hope is that those players come in, change your team, become the faces of your team, or do things of that nature. So when you look at that from that aspect of it, that is what your hope, that is what you would like to see happen. One of the things that has been spectacular though, it's what they're 19 and 2 or something like that. They were 18 and 2 and I think they won another game without Jean Morant. The, the, the Memphis Grizzlies win without their best player. And what I like about where the Pels are right now, and again, we talked about it. We will next segment. Again, we'll take your phone calls, 800-998-1003. Jordy Collado on this show earlier today had Lee Anderson, Father Zion Williamson, saying uh, he doesn't know where this negativity is, that he doesn't want to be here. He is. He's all about New Orleans. He wants to play if he can play and he's healthy. All that other aspect of it. Point is, the Pels with B.I. and with C.J. McCollum have won have been winning. If they win tonight, it will be without Zion, and they will be in the play-in tournament. Now, I know your goal is to be above the play-in. I understand that the Lakers would love to be in the play-in. The Spurs are are trying to get into the play-in. Minnesota's completely happy with trying to be in there. The Clippers Clippers are a team that's been in a postseason several times. The Spurs have won championships. The Lakers have won championships. I know there's a stigma to all, it's just the play-in. Um, those are organizations that probably feel it shouldn't be there, but they're battling for that. So, don't let anybody put any stink over the next couple of days, or tonight, if the Pels clinch and go, well, at least they're in the play-on, big deal. Hey, they're in. They're in. And the more you do it, the better it's going to get. Right? Again, Memphis got in last year, they got a chance to taste it. They got better. They're the two seed. I'm not saying the Pels are the two seed next year. I don't know. But I think they can be at least six or above. Or at least compete to be. So, why not? Take some time. You got to get those guys healthy. But I I like the makeup. The, The hardest part is behind you. And that is finding the coach. I think they found a good coach. The second hardest thing is to get people to buy in on that coach. I think they've done that. And thirdly, the next hardest thing is to develop some sort of culture where an environment where people want to be there. And CJ McCollum in the short amount of time he's been here has helped because of his status, because of who he is, and because of what he does for the league and the Players Association, and to have him go Drew Brees since he's been here. Meaning, every interview, I love New Orleans. Larry Nance Jr., I can't, I love this culture, I love this city, and been here but like a month. But every time they speak, they love it. They love the food, they love it. Have they really even been anywhere? I don't know, I'm not saying they're lying, but I, I love it. The more they verbalize it, the more they say it, they consistently bring up Willie Green. That 
stuff resonates with free agents. That stuff resonates with players that you need to bring in in the next couple of years. Jack, you're on the on-deck circle. Kenny, you're on hold. Let's hit the break, and then we'll give you the full segment to give you your opinions. This is the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN in New Orleans. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. This report is sponsored by IBM. IBM has been the digital partner of the Masters Golf Tournament for more than 25 years, working together to bring unparalleled experiences to golf patrons worldwide. This year, IBM is integrating player insights and launching projections curated by IBM Watson's artificial intelligence technology. These features are available in Masters Fantasy and the Players pages, available on the Masters app and Masters.com. Within Masters Fantasy Golf in the Masters app, users can leverage IBM's player insights and projections with IBM Watson to help inform their roster. Elizabeth O'Brien, IBM Program Director, Sports and Entertainment Partnerships. We are excited to apply IBM's cutting-edge technology to the storied tradition of the Masters and golf in general. The new predictive features in the Masters app and the use of AI in the tournament broadcast will help bring patrons closer to the tournament. To learn more and be a part of the Masters tradition, visit ibm.com forward slash masters. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back. Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio NOLA. And it is time to go to the phone lines, and we will go to Kenny. Kenny, what you got for us today, bud? Hello, Kenny. Hey, Goss, what's up, man? What's up, man? Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, man. You ain't been in the store in a while, but I'll see you around. Um, look, <laughs> Goss, I just wanted to talk about the um the Saints with their... uh. Mm-hmm. He's pits. There, there's no way possible they're getting a quarterback. Absolutely not. I think they used the two first round picks to either trade up and get an offensive tackle. I know I've been hearing a lot on internet, and you always, you know, you can't believe we hear on the internet. But right. I know they really like this kid from uh, Iowa State, the big, I mean, uh, Northern Iowa. Excuse me, Penning. Mm-hmm. I heard they may trade up to uh, yeah, Trevor Penning get him. Mm-hmm. Yes, or. If they stay put, I think they go receiver and one of the second-tier offensive tackles, maybe like a Charles Cross from um, Mississippi State, or I've yep. been hearing a lot about Ken, uh, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Um, so I just want your opinion. What do you think? I'm with you. I, 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 and again, I'm not obviously discounting that that's not what they may do at quarterback, but I just I, – I, I go to, I guess, the – Either or, or either side of the ledger sort of thing, right? Like, of those guys, are they substantially better than what you have? And I'm, I'm gonna use the word substantially better than Jameis Winston because you're using two first round picks, right? It, to move up, Correct. if you're gonna go get that. Or, using one of those two to get a quarterback. When I think you could go get a receiver, you can go get a tackle, you can get the best player available, I mean, you can do a lot of different things. That can help you right now with a guy that is a veteran that has at least shown you certain things. I understand he's shown you other things. I do. I'm not discounting the interception season. I'm not discounting all that, but he's also thrown for 5,000 yards, like proven in the NFL. He's also Correct. been a starter for five to six years, proven yeah. in the NFL. He's thrown for 30 touchdowns, proven 
in the NFL. He's thrown a deep touchdown pass, proven in the NFL. He's made checks at the line against defenses to get one-on-one coverage and thrown an accurate pass in the back corner in the NFL. Like, he has done things I know in the NFL. Of those other guys, they may go on to be good quarterbacks. I don't know. I'm hoping a guy with small hands will be able to throw the football. And I'm not saying that he can't do that, right? I'm just saying I'm hoping that Malik Willis, who has tremendous athletic ability, will eventually be able to read defenses, play against a certain kind of level, develop accuracy. Oh, I'm hoping that Matt Corral, who ran a lot at Ole Miss, can maybe be a guy that doesn't run so much, shows mobility, but can be the passer that I want. I like the fact that he's a big leader. I, I like the fact that he's a great, you know, guy that has shown progress. But show is Jameis. So I, I don't see in this class a guy that makes me go, oh, he's substantially better than what you have. Does that make sense? That's why I don't buy that. That's why I'm with you. I like, you know, I, I know you have London and Garrett Wilson's the better of the Ohio State receivers, but in many games, he and Olave got pretty much the same amount of, of touches. Garrett Wilson's 188, six foot. Chris Olave, 6'1", 189. Um, when, when you take a look at the 40s, I mean, one ran 438, one ran 439. Olave ran Correct. the 439. I mean, I, I would, I would love Olave. And here's the other aspect that's interesting to me that Ross Jackson brought up in our number one. When he brought up the fact that Olave told him at the Pro Bowl, that he and, you know, uh, Michael Thomas are, you know, friends. I mean, they, they talk all the time and that there's a relationship there already. And yeah. the fact that if your head coach, Kenny, is flying to Malibu to talk to Michael Thomas, it may not be a bad thing to bring in. You know, if you're, if you're willing to make that kind of effort, maybe it's not bad at all that there's a guy who could play a position that you desperately need at receiver that already has a relationship with them. In the locker room, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I'm that that player makes a ton of sense to me. Yes, it does. And if he's gone, I really like. Um, if he's gone by the time the Saints pick, I really like being an LSU fan. I've watched uh, the kid play for Arkansas, Traylon Burks, play in the SEC. Yeah. I really love that kid. He, he, you know, he's a big receiver. He. He's fast. They they run him on reverses, so he can do a lot of other things. Too. The four five forty at the combine scaring some people, but I'll say this: he's six three two twenty five. I never once during the season thought that he was too slow to get past anybody. For whatever reason, that day he ran a slow one. I'm interested to see on the pro day if he runs a faster forty. But just simply because of that. I think he'll definitely be there at 19. He may even be there in the second round. But all I know is that dude is 225-6-3. Yeah. And if he can get it to 4-4-4-3, four, 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 I mean, <laughs> good luck. I mean, so. You're right. Yeah, well, good talking to you, man. Becky, can you see you soon, bud? All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Yeah, for sure. Jack, thank you for calling the show. How are you today, man? What are you doing? What are you doing for the Saints? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Um, Gus, I, I really do want to talk about the Saints and the Pelicans, but I got to ask you a question about your buddy Travis. Mm-hmm. Is he serious about LeBron having no blame about what's happened in Los Angeles? I mean, when you look around, when you look around the NBA, it's yeah. littered with high draft choices that LeBron didn't think could play. Mm-hmm. And look, Gus, I'm a guy who thinks LeBron may be the best player of all time, mm-hmm. but but as far as him. That he won't take blame for for the mess that's in Los Angeles, at mm-hmm. least some of it, mm-hmm. is pretty weak. I mean, does Travis believe? Does he really believe that, or is he just sticking up for his guy? Dude, I I played sound bites yesterday of Magic. You know, Rob Polinka's doing it. Brian Windhorse last week, weekly. You know, there's no belief that Polinka can. Everyone thinks it's everyone else's fault. I mean, that, that's just going to be either brainwashed or those are the the marching orders from Rich Paulman. I I. It's crazy to me. It's never his issue. It's never his fault. You know, I mean, look, there's a lot of belief that he's just resting it up here. He's going to play the weekend and try to get the scoring title. That that means something to him because, you know, he knows he can't go far enough in the playoffs this year. So they're in the play-in game. Great, but it's just whatever. That's why he's been playing, you know, like as Travis called early. 
in the opening segment, 37 a game or whatever, 30 a game at 37 years old. Yeah, because he's he's focused on trying to get the scoring title. I mean, you, when you watch the game the other night, the only the only guy to beat that he could rely on is eleven. I can't remember the kid's name. You know, he, he's a, he's a nice. He probably should have took the last shot because I mean, to me, it looked like the Pelicans just weren't going to let LeBron get the shot off. I, I mean, he had that. three guys jump at him. That just wasn't going to happen. Right. So, hey, look. But I, I wanted to talk about uh, is either last week or the week before. I think mm-hmm. it was last week. I was telling you that I thought the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans' future better than the Saints' future. Yeah, it's yep, that was a great question. Yeah, I, I think I think it's because the Pelicans have more options. The Pelicans have a lot of young talent under um, under rookie contracts, mm-hmm. and, and 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 thanks to the Lakers, they're going to get yet another you know another high draft choice. And I just think I just think that the Saints painted themselves into a, a, a corner, um, you know, because of what they did at the end of the Breeze era. And, you know, making a run at, and I think they got to, I mean, I agree with you. I think they got a break not getting to Sean Watson. But, yeah. I mean, they, they they took a lot of that money and, and, and made it guaranteed, right? I mean, that's what they did. When they created cash space, what they did was they took um, they took money that was promised and made it guaranteed, right? And, and so you're stuck with those contracts if those guys get hurt. Or So I just think the Pelicans' future has more options in it. That's why I like it better. Look, I, man, I said it then, the the day after, you know, Deshaun, I think it was a Monday after Deshaun made the announcement of the weekend, I opened up the show, Jack, and I went, whew, <laughs> I breathe a sigh of relief. Right. I mean, W-H-E-W. I, again, I, I get the interest, I and I, 230 million guaranteed. Look, I, I, I like, and this is what I was saying over the last couple of days, is that, the Saints have been interested. They were interested in, you know, the receiver that signed with KC. They were interested in the Sean Watson. And I, and I, you know, I got word that they, they kicked the tires a bit on Aaron. Um, you know, as in Rodgers. But here's the thing that they weren't going to overextend themselves and, and just do something to do something and be desperate. You know, and then that's how I looked at it. I, I think, as I said, Jack, Cleveland watches screaming A in the national media that have convinced, I think, people in Cleveland that they are Super Bowl contenders. I'm like, can, can you win a few playoff games consistently and be in the right. playoffs consistently before you start saying you're the Rams? I mean, that was incredible to me. So, you know, they they outspend. I mean, they, they guaranteed this guy $230 million. I mean, I... That's no one's ever done that. So that tells you where they were. And I don't think the Saints were that. I think it makes sense to look at it. I get it, but I'm I'm okay with what they've done so far this offseason. And, and Gus, I know you gotta get out mm-hmm. quickly. The um okay, uh, about you know, I agree with what you said, I agree with what your last call said about who uh-huh. probably is gonna be available when they pick. But but and, and you were saying if they want a quarterback, they can get one next year. Sure. With what? They don't have picks next year. Well, you can always find a way to get those picks. <laughs> you know, I, mean, yeah. I know they don't have um, that first round pick, but I mean, you can always, you know, move up, trade, do different things. You can trade future picks, Jack. I mean, I, here's the thing: I didn't think they would ever contemplate and do that, but apparently they were they were okay with giving up three first round picks. You know, so, and if next year's draft is loaded with quarterbacks, that may not mean that, you know, 12 are going in the first round. Maybe you can find one in the second round that can kind of go that route. And hopefully, Jack, whether it's Jameis, uh, or, or, you know, others, man, uh, pan out, but maybe if Jameis can pan out, then you ain't got to worry about that for that. And Gus, all I'll say before I get out is, is I think if you, if you're a Saints fan and you're watching the draft, Every quarterback that goes before they pick is a great thing for the Saints. You want Atlanta, you, you want Carolina, you want them all. Take them all. <laughs> you don't want the and, Saints to be tempted at all. <laughs> no. Well, no, not only that, I think, I think some of the linemen might fall to them. Oh, because I see what the, you're saying. Yeah. The mock draft, yep. the mock drafts I've been reading, most of those guys go early and, and yep. the safety also. So anyway. No. I agree Stop, thanks with you, for man. taking my call. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. 800-998-1003. Mike Triplett's going to join us at 215. Open segment, next segment. Saints fans, I want to hear from you. It's our question of the day. What do you think of the trade with the Eagles? They now have two picks at 16 and 19. What would you do? What do you think that means? Are you, are you part of that group that think they're packaging 
those two first-round picks. To get a quarterback? I, I, I'm not. That's just me. Convince me either way. Love to hear from you. Some sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports 